Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard and I am blessed today to be able to share the word with you and I'm happy and blessed to know that God will give us this privilege to read the word of God, to study it together, and I pray that it is a blessing to you. There are a couple of ways that you can reach out to us. One by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061. Or by email at Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. And today we're going to start a new series on Journeys in Grace, Paul's Story. And we're going to encompass a lot in uh, the Apostle Paul, who wrote the majority of the New, new Testament, I believe, of the 27 books. Uh, Paul was given credit for uh, 13 of them. Um, uh, there's some question about whether Paul wrote Hebrews or not. But the fact of the matter, it sounds like Paul. Of You know, as you get to know the scriptures and as you get to know the word of God, you will see Paul's uh, fingerprint or footprint, as some would say. His DNA is in the book of Hebrews. So we'll all find out <laughs> when we get to heaven uh, if you so choose to go. And we'll find out if Paul really wrote the, the book of Hebrews. So let's get started today. Now, we're going to start out in the book of Acts, uh, the ninth chapter. Around the first verse. And again, the purpose of this one is to just talk about the life of Paul and not only Paul, but the journeys that we all have as we, if you are a believer and as we uh, uh, progress in this walk, it doesn't matter where you are. The, the point is to start. We all have to start somewhere, someplace and allow uh, the, the word of God to take Precedence, in other words, be chief in our lives. So as we walk this journey with Paul, just journey with us as we, again, as we read the scriptures and just sort of pull out things that I believe will be a blessing to you and to, uh, to all of us, rather, to you and me, as we study the life of Paul and other uh, Bible characters, as we learn about them and their walk. Because, again, to just uh, I want to repeat myself. We all are on the journey. Some of you, you are uh, miles ahead of me, and whether it's by age or by experience or whatever the case may be. But we're all going, if you are a believer, we're all going to, to the kingdom of God. We're heading in that direction. And others, you may be a few steps behind me. It doesn't matter where you are. It's that you are progressing. And the issue is, are you progressing? Are you learning the scriptures? Are you um, uh, learning more about Christ? And most of all, are you developing? It's one thing the scripture says, there are many who are ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Meaning that to have that knowledge is not only to, uh, wisdom is gaining knowledge and then using it, having the ability to use what you learn. And see, as believers in Christ, it's not enough to hear a good sermon. It's not enough to uh, uh, read books or even read the Bible. If it's not coming, uh, it's not a useful tool for you. The Bible must become practical. And what I mean by that is that you hear a, a, a message on Sunday or Wednesday or, or in Bible study or you hear it on tape or podcast or how, wherever you get and you are fed on a weekly or daily basis. It's important that you be able to take what you hear and apply it to your life. And most of all, that it enhances or your relationship with God is enhanced and you go deeper and deeper in love with him as God unfolds his multi-level layered uh, existence to us because that's the ultimate uh, 
That's the ultimate purpose of preaching, of teaching, of prophecy, of every, all the gifts in the, in the body of Christ. The ultimate goal is that that gift will bring us to a closer relationship to God through his son, Jesus. So that Jesus will, so that you and Jesus are more than just God and servant, that you are friends. That's what Jesus called his disciples as he got ready to leave the earth. He said, you're not, you're not servants. You are friends because he let them in on who he was, that he was God manifested in the flesh. And he was desiring not only to be with them, but as he was going away, he said, I'm going to be in you now. The very presence of God is coming in you. And when the Holy Ghost come, he's going to testify of me because he is from God as I am from God. And as we read these words again, as we read the word of God, as we study the scriptures, it's all about developing a deeper relationship with Christ and getting to know him so that your prayer life becomes more than just a soliloquy, just a solo. Uh, you know what a solo is, is where one person is singing. And so we want more than just a solo relationship. Who wants to be in a relationship Well, one person does all the talking? Some of us, we may have friends, or you used to have friends like that, that they did all the talking, and you didn't get a word in. And eventually, that relationship is going to wither and die because it's no going, it's no going back and forth. Whether it's a, a, a romantic relationship, or friends, or whatever the case may be. You must have dialogue. And that's why Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. He said, if you open the door, I'll come in and dine with you. I'll come in and sup with you. And see, when you break bread with people, then when we break bread with one another, when we break the word of God, when we read over it and we, we study it, when we are breaking the scriptures and God gives you a revelation, it's got to be more than me getting the revelation and then you getting it. That's good. But best is, that's a good thing, but the best thing is for you to read the scriptures and God gives you your own personal revelation of who he is so that you go deeper into him. Not heresy. I'm not saying that you get a, a, an understanding or a revelation that nobody else has and nobody else is going to get because you went off the rails. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that you get a deeper understanding of God's love for you. Because that's what grace is. God's undeserved, unearned favor that God gave to us. And grace is more than what you say at the table over your food. Grace is Jesus Christ. Scripture says, by grace are we saved through faith. And that not of ourselves is the gift of God. Who is the gift of God? Jesus is the gift of God. And he is, is the one that was given to us. Our sanctifier, our deliverer. Our Savior, that's who Jesus is. And that's the revelation that the world must receive. When they ask him, as I've given you the scripture before, they said, Master, we want to do the works that you do. He said, if you want to do the works that I do, believe on the one who the Father has sent. See, that was a problem for them. Because that meant that they had to believe that he was the son of the living God, God manifested in the flesh, and many of them who saw him raise the dead, who saw him, the, the, the crippled, the blind, the maimed, people who had a missing arm, missing leg, and they came and testified. Lepers went to the, uh, went to the uh, priest and said, look, I've been healed. That had never been done before. 
where others had went to the temple to show. There is no record of a, of a leprous man being healed and then reporting it to the temple. Now, I know there were others in the Old Testament that uh, one that Elijah told to go and watch in Washington River uh, Jordan. And he did. He dipped seven times and he came up clean. But he was not a Jew. He was, a, uh, he was from Samaria. So he had no right to go to the kingdom. He had no right to go to the temple. But these men, the one, the one that, uh, uh, that Jesus healed, told him to go and show yourself to the priest. And when he did, he was, he was able to show, along with the other nine, one of them say he was whole, he was not only healed, he was whole. So any missing fingers, with his nose, with his face, with his skin, everything was recovered new. The nine were healed. The one was made whole, body, soul, and spirit. So let's get over now. Uh, and, and I'm glad we, we, we're on this subject because Paul is the one. He is the man that introduced grace to, to, uh, to the body of Christ. Because Peter was first. Remember Peter? You're going to give you some homework. Remember how that when uh, Peter was on the uh, housetop and God gave him a, a vision of a, a sheep that dropped down to him. And the, and the, uh, and the voice said, kill Peter, slay and eat. Rise Peter, rather slay and eat. And Peter rejected it three times. He was the first one to get the message of grace. But Peter was troubled by what? He was troubled as life went on. He, became the, he began to fear the Jews, even the, even the body of Christ. When they came and when Peter, when they discovered Peter eating with the Gentiles, Peter backed up and said, hold up, I ain't with them. And see, that's an issue. When we fear man, we'll find ourselves outside of God's plan. God still loves you. God still will bless you. But when you allow the fear of man to distract you, you cannot fulfill your journey. You will, you will not fulfill the perfect plan of God if you allow men, the fear of men, and what they could do to you or what they say about you. That will derail you and take you off of your journey. So let's read here about a man who got on the journey here in Acts 9, verse number 1. And now Paul's name, and we were talking about Saul, his name was changed to Paul later on. But right now, we're reading about Saul, the, uh, uh, the, the, who has the warrant for the, for the saints in the body of Christ. Acts, number, uh, Acts 9, verse 1. And Saul, yet breathing out threatening, and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he may bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And he journeyed, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And there a light round about him, there shined round about him a light from heaven. Isn't this something? How most of us, all of us, we were on our way. We were on our journey. We had our assignments. All of us. I know I was one. I had my own plans. I had from a youth. Mine was about sports and what I could do for my life. All of us was on. Uh, we had our own journey, our own pathway that we were, we were saying, you know what? When I get this age, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get. And, and, and when you're in Christ, many times God will interrupt when you are outside of Christ and you come into Christ. God will show you a better way. 
He will bring you to a place that you never thought. God can take you higher and farther than you could ever could imagine. But it usually will be outside of what your plans were. But if you have the blessing of growing up with godly parents and you grow up in the church and you understand that it's, it's God's will first. Discover his purpose and then you walk in his purpose. And see, Paul thought he was doing the will of God. He thought that this was what he was doing. He considered the, uh, he considered the, 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 the body of Christ to be slandering God. They were heretics in his eyes. He was saying that they were anti-God. Therefore, he pulled them out of the church. He pulled them out of their own house. He separated families. He stood by when Stephen was uh, stoned to death. He, they beat them. There were many instances where, where disciples were beaten. James, one of the, chief, one of the uh, head disciples, was, was beheaded because he stood for Christ. So here Paul is, he's going to Damascus, he has his warrant, and he's out to get the, uh, uh, to bring back the bounty of the believers in Christ. Well, let's read on. First number four says, first number three says at the end of it, he says, there's a light shine from, uh, uh, the shine from heaven, and he fell down, verse, verse number four, he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you against me? And this is where many in the body of Christ now, they are against God. Now you say, preacher, why are you saying this? Jesus said many have made, uh, they have tried to make the traditions of men. They've made them higher than the word of God. They've taken their way and decided that this is greater than what Jesus has said, than what Paul has said. Paul was a preacher, preacher of grace. Many in our day, they feel like that we got, we got to go back to the law. We got to go back to old time holiness so that we can preach the word and, you know, and, 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 and the women can't do this and the women can't do that. And you can't go here and you can't do that. Yes, I tell all the grace of God promotes holiness, righteousness, and the love of God above all. If you get in grace and you fall in love with God, and you allow him to be Lord and Savior of your life, letting Jesus teach you the way of grace, you will live more holy by accident than you will ever will on purpose. Why? Because it's the work of the Holy Ghost in you that will, be, that will take place in you and will be shown out of you. But when you decide that I'm going to do it my way, I'm going to clean up the outside man. Oh, you can't wear this. You can't wear that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And you govern the outside man and the heart of the man or woman is never touched. One preacher would say, you know, it was like trying to clean the fish before you catch it. If you ever went catch a fishing, that's a hard, that's a, um, that's an impossible job to clean the fish before you catch it. Meaning that you, God hadn't called us to clean anybody before they are converted into Christ. Yes, we believe in moral living. Moral living means that there are standards. That there used to be where there were certain words that you couldn't say on television. There were, uh, there were modest, people walked in modesty. Although their hearts might not have been pure with God, at least they respected him enough. To where you remember there was a time that, you know, the, the, the liquor stores weren't open on Sundays. That most business closed on Sundays because they said it was the Lord's Day. But now, look at where we are now. Bibles are no longer in school. 
Our children, they're now, their Bibles are, no, are no longer in most churches. It's not being taught. People may bring them. They may have it on their iPad or they may have it on their, uh, their uh, mobile device. And nothing wrong with that. However, if you don't get the word in you, then you won't live it. If grace is not preached, the love of God is not preached, the love of Jesus is not, the love of the word is not preached, then this is what we get today. But I want to tell you, there is a mighty revival going on today. The power of God, the love of God, people are being saved, delivered. They are discovering that this world and its ways are leading to death. There is darkness in this world as never. The Bible says gross darkness. Where men, where lives now are it's just like stepping on the bug is killing the person. Where we see our politicians and all of our leaders, are, are, are the covers being pulled back. Whether it's the church leaders, political leaders, uh, government leaders, whatever you want to call them. Wherever in, in education, when everything, there's the stars of movie stars and all of the, the, the YouTube and internet stars, they're falling because the covers are being pulled back and people see, you know, they're not all that. They may have the money, they may have the looks, they may have the fame, but they're just an empty shell. And many of them, when the, when the, when the building begins to cave, they, they take their own lives. Because it's all, their lives are all wrapped up in fame, in money, in looks. And then when they begin to get old and plastic surgery won't help them, when the market crashes and, and, they're, and, they're, and they begin to lose the houses and the cars and, you know, the, 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 the woman that they had left, the man that they had left because, oh, you know what? Party's over when there's no money. Party's over when uh, the cash is not flowing. You can't buy, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't go and buy the whole, uh, uh, whole bar. You, you can't, you can't buy around for everybody. Now you just like, you just like the common folk. You always were. Without Christ, all of us are nothing. But with him, we shine like the noonday sun. And here's Paul in Acts 9 chapter. He fell to the earth and Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? And Paul immediately, isn't this something? When God speaks to you, he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. It's hard for you to kick against the prick. And it says that Paul was trembling. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And Jesus said, go into the city. And he began to, and the men which were around him stood speechless. Verse number seven, hearing a voice. They heard a voice, but they didn't see anyone. But it says Saul rose from the earth and his, and when his eyes were open, they had to lead him by his hand because he was blind. And for three days, Paul was blind and he didn't eat. All the things happened. All these things happened because his journey was now beginning. The man that would preach 50% of the New Testament, the man that would, uh, uh, Convert hundreds of thousands, millions have read these books of his. A man that I said before that stood by and sanctioned the, 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 the death of Stephen. Who was raised up in the Jewish religion. And he did not, he did not uh, 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 turn away from the Jewish religion. He just found a better way. 
He said, you know what? We stand upon, we stood upon the Old Testament and the scriptures because Jesus is a fulfillment of everything, every prophecy that went forth in the Old Testament concerning Messiah. Jesus fulfilled every one of them. What Paul did was to reveal that which was concealed. And as he began to preach the word of God, preach grace to the people of God, and men's eyes became open. And they saw that Jesus is not only for the Jewish nation, he is for all men, all men. So no matter where you are on this journey, some of you may be just getting started and you may be like the woman that was caught in adultery. You might have gotten, you might be right now high as a kite on crack cocaine, on smoking your reefers, whatever you got, whatever you smoking, whatever you drinking. You could have just came out of the club. Just, uh, you must got, just got off the pole. But Jesus says to you, I am come to give you life. Every time you hear a minister or you hear a tape or you get a CD or you hear it in your car, your heart is stirred because you remember where you used to be. And now you're saying, you know what? I got to do this to make a living. I hear my nephews say, you know what? I got to be about this life, huh? Got to make that money. Because they've left and they never had a foundation in God. They always trusted on what they could do. And this is what is hindering churches today because they are not doing what God can do. They see their limits and they only operate in the boundary that they have. I heard one man of God says, our jobs are only for us, only provides us seeds. But we have now promoted our jobs to make all, meet all of our needs. If, we, if it's not in the, in the, in the, in the uh, bounds of our paycheck, then we say no. But what God wants is a seed. He wants us to put our faith in him. And the seed that he gave was Christ. He gave all for us. Jesus gave all. Scripture says, unless a grain of corn fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. Satan thought he had it. He had God whooped. So I just killed your son. He's over there in the tomb. You lose. But he didn't recognize that God had deposited his son into the earth. So that he will rise up and bring a mighty army ahead that was going to boot his head from from uh, uh, from then until Jesus comes back to this earth and takes and takes out death, hell, grave, and Satan, and throw them all into the lake of fire. We are all on the journey of grace. This man Paul stood up. For after he had killed, after he had beaten, after he had slandered the people of God and said, Lord, what, what would you have me to do? I say to you, believers, this is where we can make a course correction. This is where you can make a course. I don't care what you fell into. You might have fell into addiction. You might have fell into another man's arm. You might have fell into some people just failed at, at their career. 
And they feel like there's nothing beyond. They spent six to eight years in school. They got their doctorate, their PhD. They did all of these things. And they got into the job and something happened. And now you find yourself laid off, homeless, living in your, living in your car. Living at your friend's house. And somehow you stumbled upon this CD. Somehow you stumbled upon this podcast, rather. And you find yourself in a place wondering, how am I going to get out of this? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man come to the Father but by me. He is the way to your joy, your peace, your prosperity. 1 John 3 says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. 3 John, uh, John 3, rather. He says, I wish above all things. But get your heart together now. Give God your heart. You can make all the money. You can load up. There have been millionaires, billionaires that jump out of buildings, that pull triggers and kill themselves. That leave a bloody, bloody trail for their children and their children follow that same disastrous path. But you have an answer to your problems today that you're hearing on this podcast. There is an answer for you. There is a way out for you. Jesus said, come. Come. All that are laden, that are burdened, that you are heavy laden, you, a burden that you can't carry. He said, cast all your cares on me. I got the answer. I am the answer. Allow me to show you the way to God. We're just scratching the surface today. I just want to begin this teaching on the life of Paul in the journey of grace. Here this man is again. He didn't, I, he didn't know what all that God wanted him to do, but he knew. God was calling him, just like he called me, just like he's calling you. The father said that I wish, I wish that all men would be saved, all men. That's why Jesus came. He died for everybody, for every murderer, every liar, every cheat, every adulterer, every hate monger. And you name it, whatever person and whatever uh, uh, sign you can assign to them, Whoever they have found, whatever ditch that you are in, because all of us were in a ditch before we met Christ. You might have thought you were living the high life until you meet Christ and learn that you were on the road to destruction. For he said, wide is the gate. Wide is the way that leads them to destruction. And many there be that go in there. But straight is the gate, narrow is the way, and few there be that find it. The people that go to hell will vastly outnumber those who go to heaven. Why? Not because God has assigned a certain number to go to heaven. He told us, uh, he told uh, John over in uh, Revelation, around Revelation seven fourteen. He said, John asked the question. He asked the angel, said, "Who are these adored in white?" He said, "This is the number that no man could number." They are adorned in white because they have given themselves over to the Lamb. And who is the Lamb? The Bible says in Revelation 13 that Jesus was the Lamb slain from the very foundation of the world. Again, I pray that this teaching has been a blessing to you today. Come with us, journey with us as we study the life of Paul and our own and get revelation of our own journey in grace. 
that God desires to reveal himself to you. Father, we thank you for this word today. We pray, O oh God, that those who hear us will dig out, seek out what you are seeking to, to reveal to them. And they simply need to ask. They simply need to talk to you and take time to listen to your response. We thank you for all things. For all those who are listening, Lord, for the first time, who may not know you, I pray, Lord, you have touched our hearts already. And I pray they will follow us in this prayer. Lord, I give you my heart today. You see my life. You see my sin. I repent today, Lord. And I believe that Jesus died for me. He shed his blood for me. And on the third day, he rose from the grave. I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. And I believe today I am receiving to the, into the body of Christ. Lead me, Lord. Show me where I should go that I may learn of you and learn the ways of God. And I pray for those who are listening that you may be bound with something and in, in, in you can be saved and be bound because you don't know Jesus said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. I pray, O oh Lord God, that this teaching will begin to shine the light on their need to learn who you are, of who they are in Christ and what you have done for them. And I pray, Lord, that they will search the scriptures and find eternal life therein. I'm talking about eternal life in this life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, Lord Jesus. Amen.